Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. I think as long as you know you really make a huge presence on social media, um, I think that really could push your brand forward. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. Today, I couldn't be more thrilled to welcome another Buckeye to the show. It's always a pleasure. Linda Wang is the founder and CEO of two national skincare brands, Karuna Skin and Avatara. Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Linda Wang. And very excited to be here. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have a, a blast. So just uh, before we kind of go back in time and kind of start about the the talk about the start of the brand, um, just kind of let the audience know what type of products you're like bringing to the market with these brands. Yeah, so uh, you know I started the brand specializing in sheet masks. So you know for those ones out there are, are skincare lovers, um, you know they're you know they probably are familiar with the product, but for those aren't, they're essentially are a facial mask. Um, it's, you know, a cloth pre-drenching serum. So that's what, you know, what the brands are known for. Awesome. All right. So let's let's go back in time. What was going on? Where did kind of the ideation of this particular product, uh, you know, what was going on in your life and, and where did it come from? Yeah, absolutely. So before I started uh, Karuna um, back in 2009, um, my prior life, I was a fashion retail buyer. So I used to travel a lot and I... You know, just my training really um, equipped me to look for the you know market trends um, currently that is out in the in the consumer space. And so, on um, my many trips to Asia, um, my mom actually lives in Taiwan, and she introduced me to this new mass application that was trending in Asia. And so, if you go to Asia, um, you know nobody uses any type of mask but a sheet mask. Um, so that really fascinated me. And then, then the, that whole application was inspired from, you know, when you go to the spa and, and at the end of your treatment, your esthetician would put um, a nice cooling um, serum drenched mask. And that's really how um, I discovered the product. Absolutely. And then you experienced it, I'm assuming yourself. And then uh, was it almost immediately serendipitous or was it kind of thinking on it? You, you noticed there might be a market for this back in the United States. Yeah, um, actually, it was correlating back to a childhood experience I had. I had eczema when I was little. And so um, on a, you know, many trips to a doctor's appointment, one of the Chinese doctors my parents took me to see, he asked me to um, put the ointment he made, the magical herbal ointment. And afterwards, like before I go to sleep, make sure I wrap that ointment um, around with a plastic wrap. So, and so within days, the rash went away. So when I discovered sheet masks and looking at the application, I, it really jumped in my mind and brought me back to that experience when I connected the, the dots and I said, oh my God, the plastic wrap 
is the sheet mask, the actual fiber, the, the fabric. And it really allows your pores to open up and deeply take into uh, the, the nutrient um, ingredients. So that's where the aha moment was, was happening. But at the same time, you know, because we're selling this in the marketplace and there's there were no such application um, trending at the time in the U.S., I started looking at the market and seeing what type of um, product currently in the marketplace could, could tie back to that similar consumer behavior. And that's when I discover all those wipes that we are, it's in our daily lives today, um, were trendy at the time. So we're talking about 13, 14 years ago where wipes were just, uh, you know, coming um, onto the marketplace and it became a necessity, right? That's what we're using today. So um, I tied that back to sheet mask and I was like, wow, this kind of fits in that trend. And and decided to take a leap of faith. Absolutely. Let's talk about that leap of faith. So you've got this idea. Um, you know, how long did you say? Would you say that you were working on like this idea until you actually kind of like had a product in your hand to test? I would say probably one year. Um, it really started from blueprint, right? Just understanding like how many items do I want to launch and what does that launch plan look like? And so the way I, I decided to go about it is, you know, A, I wasn't, I wasn't a professional in beauty or skincare. You know, I was more so my experience was in apparel and fashion. So I kind of tackled it the same way, looking at this skew count and just looking at, you know, what are some of the common skin concerns that people are always shopping for? So, um, and then I kind of map it out like, okay, I'm going to have a mask for high, you know, people are um, needing hydration. I'm going to have a mask with people with acne. Um, so we create a, a clarifying mask. So all those core skin concerns usually come about. That's how I launched the product. And then started going to visit factories when I would go back to Taiwan. And, um, and so interviewing, I think I initially interviewed about three to four factories and then landed on the first partner. And the challenging part initially is, you know, you're a smaller brand, you're just starting out. So a lot of these like minimum order quantities are too large for me. So it's really being creative, how to co-share some of the packing material so you could reduce your MOQ. So that's, you know, pretty much that took some time. But um, in terms of formulation, just really working with your chemist and, and um, working through like, you know, I want my active ingredients to be, you know, um, more concentrated and um, I want to remove parabens and I want to make the formula, you know, a little cleaner. So that took some time of going back and forth. So about a year. Absolutely. So you mentioned skew count in there and I kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper there. Uh, and I might ask a leading question here, but why is it important to limit the skew count for an initial launch? Um, well, I think um, there are two, two things to look at. One is, you know, financial investment, right? <laughs> so when you're starting off, you don't have a lot of capital. So um, you do want to limit um, your SKU count. And similarly to what I mentioned earlier with like sharing co-packaging, where you're just not stuck with high quantity because you don't know if it's going to sell. So it's a risk you're taking. Two, I think it's also because... Um, you know, in order to be in a retail space and if, you know, what your end goal is. So if your end goal is going into a specialty retailer and you want to make sure that there is enough merchandising presence, right? If you just order, if you just create one or two SKUs, then the retailers most likely won't put you on shelf because you will get lost. So. 
Absolutely. All right. So you've got this. You've got these products now. What's What's the next step? What's the go to market strategy? Are you going straight after retailers with partnerships there? Are you trying to sell direct consumer through like your own website? How, what was the next step? So the next step, um, then it was you know sales and distribution. So you know back in two thousand nine, there weren't social media yet. So there wasn't Shopify. <laughs> um, so you know our go to market strategy was, you know, I started working with a industry, um, you know, pro um, that that has in the beauty space. And he took me around um, shopping to these retailers, and to get to gain distribution. So majority of our business back then was brick and mortar. Um, We did create an e commerce site. And I remember, you know, again, being a founder, you're just like, you know, it's not as easy as today. If you want to create a website, you just go to WordPress or like Shopify. But back then, you really had to figure out how to do it, do it scrappy, because I didn't have a lot of funding. Um, So we, you know, I ended up building custom built a site and just like got the domain and back, you know, the back end was with GoDaddy. Um, But I remember waking up one morning, I was, first of all, I was really excited that the site went live. But I remember waking up one morning and a hacker had wiped my website out. (laughs) So that was, that was definitely the, uh, one of the moments of like hardship being an entrepreneur. I literally cried. I was like, how did my website get hacked? (laughs) But yeah, majority of our business was brick and mortar. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, So, so with that brick and mortar partnerships, kind of launching the business that way, do you have any advice for any entrepreneurs that are looking to kind of scale their business in, uh, I guess, a more traditional way these days? Well, um, there's so many ways of market your business today, right? Versus when I first started. And even from, you know, going going we're 12 years now, going on 13 years of um, operation, I, I feel like, you know, um, digital platform has made, you know, made um, the business so much easier to put yourself out there. I think before it was a lot of more um, word of mouth and um, reaching out to, to retailers. So I think as long as you know, you really make a huge presence on social media, um, I think that really could push your brand forward. Absolutely. So you launched your second brand, Avatara, as a separate entity. So I kind of want to dive into that. What was the thought process behind, you know, building up a, a separate business and brand and you know everything that goes along with that, as opposed to kind of just launching something under the main line? You know, I'm sure there was a lot of conversations around that. Yeah, absolutely. So in about 2015-16, we started seeing the marketplace flooded with sheet masks. You know, even at that time, um, you know, K-beauty, Korean beauty was trending. So there was like a floodgate of um, skincare products, even um, in sheet masks in the U.S. And because of that, and typically when there is a lot more competition than, than, you know, than um, the price point is being driven down. So at that time, my thought process was, well... Eventually, this trend and taking back, um, going back to my fashion, you know, buying trend, just knowing like trends from um, the procedure runway eventually will filter down to the mass, taking that bell curve and understanding. And then that's when I decided in a matter of time, I will have to create a sister brand to target the mass market. So that's exactly what I did. So instead of having someone have that piece of pie, I wanted myself as well. So in 2017, 
I launched Avatara and we, um, our first partner was Target. And so they're still a great partner to us today. Absolutely. That's great advice. Uh, and you, this, I guess this is more 300 level commerce, but you'll see this a lot with, uh, especially uh, CPG brands is they'll, the ultimate goal of those businesses is to kind of have a product for each price point. Uh, so having something that's cheaper for the mass market and then having something luxury and then whatever in between. Um, there's a lot of great examples out there. Uh, but it's fun to see a brand such as yours doing kind of the same strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had to embark the same, um, similar, you know, um, situation with Karuna. So we were selling, you know, our $8 masks. Um, it was actually in the prestige. Um, that's where we were at the prestige marketplace, um, retail channel. And so, um, you know, last year we, well, actually two or three years ago, we started thinking about the, the, you know, the future of the brand and where do we belong? Because now sheet mass is becoming a commodity. And so people tend to pick it up where they go. So, you know, they could go to CVS or Target or Walmart and they can always find sheet mass. So it's not something is so much more of a luxurious, um, goods, um, product. So we started thinking about, okay, what, what is the future? And so, um, um, I created a skincare range. Um, so we like two years ago started working on this, and then um, you know last this year actually, sorry, this year in February we um, rolled out with Whole Foods um, exclusively nationwide. So that was that was really relooking at the space again, and then you know kind of pivoting and, and thinking like where do we need to be? And so from time and time again, we have always heard from our Karuna customers how much they love our serum and products and. How does that make their skin feel afterwards? So it's only natural for us to to think about how to expand their, um, you know, the the products range, right? Um, instead of having their user mask like once or twice a week, now they can use their products daily. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O. Mesa is the easy-to-use solution to the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. With Black Friday and Cyber Monday fast approaching, now is an excellent time to use automation to get out of the weeds and focus more on your customers. Automations harness the power of code without any learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending package status updates to customers, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. Simply put, the minutes you spend using Mesa save you hours of manual work. So make this year's Black Friday and Cyber Monday different by simplifying your workload and running your Shopify store better and not letting it run you. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify app store and download the app today. Free plan available with no cost setup included. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, 
tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Now, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, is when you were launching Karuna, you, you know, e-commerce wasn't the thing it is today and the technologies didn't exist uh, like they do today. How has uh, direct-to-consumer and like selling through your own site changed since the kind of the launch of the brand? Um, we definitely have grown, especially uh, during COVID. So, you know, when COVID first hit, um, a lot of um, non-essential um, businesses were shut down. So um, you couldn't go to stores to purchase some of your favorites or, you know, um, spas are closed. So there is a lot of self-care happening at home. Um, so our e-commerce, our direct-to-consumer definitely started um, seeing traction. Um, I have to say that, you know, year after year, we we are building on our channel. But the biggest increase um, was during the, the last two years from when COVID hit. So we saw an increment of like almost 200% in our sales. And, um, and a lot of that, you know, what we're still finding our like our um, sweet spot in our direct-to-consumer. We don't spend a lot on digital ads because I think what we need to do is really hone in on our um, core customers and, you know, having them um, engage more and um, making sure that they're being taken care of instead of spending a a ton of money on um, acquiring new customers. The way we acquire new customers is, you know, we definitely work through a lot with affiliate influencers and that has worked for us. Yeah, absolutely. It's... uh... A very interesting thing with COVID is you watch certain brands that you wouldn't have immediately thought gain a bunch of traction during kind of the pandemic. And it really goes back to this concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it was kind of like once everyone had their food and clothing and security, they started to like invest in themselves and self-love. And you saw massive gains in like uh, beauty, first of all, right? But also in like fitness and other uh, other categories kind of uh, around that. And it's it's been a really f- interesting uh, concept to look at in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, those wants and needs are always there. But when it becomes like, you know, not accessible to you, then you start of filtering down like, well, how, how can I incorporate that back in my life? Right. So it's, for example, like if you can't go to the gym during COVID, then you turn your garage into a home gym, right? Guilty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same here. Uh, so like, and then if you can't get, you know, facials or get these like pamper treatments that you normally do, then you're just going to pick up, you know, masks or whatever um, in stores. So you could do that yourself. So, but the, the need and the want is still there. You just have to kind of shift it. You shift your way of, of how to deliver it to yourself. So. Absolutely. So you've obviously been uh, a successful entrepreneur for over a decade now. Congratulations. But 
a lot of our listeners out there are are just getting started or you know they've got some ideas that they're they're brewing what advice would you have for entrepreneurs out there about kind of diving in and starting their own business i always say um you know the the journey is can be overwhelming and um i remember when i first started um con- conceptualizing karuna all the to do's like that li- that to do list was very overwhelming to me especially like how to you know form an llc and how to register with your city a business license all that the list is endless and i always you know what i did is i gave myself 10 items on a list and then continue to check things off before you add more that way you could stay focused and not feel so overwhelmed but always just trust yourself that you know what i can tackle anything i will get through it but just kind of look at it and like um shorten your list so you don't get overwhelmed and run the other way and then it just doesn't happen so that's my advice yeah it's with entrepreneurship especially being the founder or ceo your list is never ending uh but you got to be really vicious about prioritization uh, and just kind of understanding that, like, you know, as you grow and as you replace yourself time and time again with new hires and, and delegation, uh, your list doesn't get any smaller, just the stuff on it changes. Yeah. And you're always learning. I mean, this journey is really about learning. Um, just be hungry and learn. You're never going to be, you're ne- we're never experts at anything, right? You're just, we're riskier, we're risk takers. And so you're just have you just have to keep an open mind and continue to learn, and that's how you grow. Absolutely, Linda. Is there anything I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? No, I, I feel like I just honestly feel like um, running a business today, and you could already see a trend um, that there are so many more smaller businesses out there. Um, it's because technology makes it so accessible. And makes it so much easier. So um, I just think if anybody is inspired to create your own business, do it. You know, don't worry about failure because you learn from that, and you just have to, you know, take a gamble. Absolutely, those are very, very wise words. All right, you've talked about these awesome products. Let's let's shout them out. Where where do people go if they're interested in learning more about the products? Yeah, so we, you know, uh, DTC channel, so KarunaSkin.com. Um, otherwise, all of our um, so we have a skincare range. They're at Whole Foods stores nationwide. Um, if you want our Karuna's original sheet mask, you can go to Anthropology. Um, and then Avatar Align is being sold at Target. And um, we will soon, probably in a week or two, be um, in Walmart stores. So yeah. it'll be in Walmart stores by the time this comes out. Exactly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> awesome. Linda, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that with us today. Thank you so much. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.